Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Tammy Priya, a true lifetime entrepreneur and accomplished business development leader with over 40 years of experience. She currently helps online consultants and coaches with a soup to nuts approach to getting new clients. Today, she's taking us behind the scenes of navigating what is mayhem in the marketing market right now and how you can actually use it to your advantage to land your dream clients with ease. This should be an amazing episode. Welcome, Tammy. Hi there. I'm glad to be on. So glad to have you here. So let's get right to it. What is happening in marketing right now? <laughs> you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is it's the same thing that's always happened. But right now, with the proliferation of the changes in the job market and in people starting their own businesses after our COVID issues, it's on steroids pretty much. And what it is, is that marketing is not a static field. And anyone who goes, hey, I found this one thing, it works all the time and it makes me all the money in the world. And so, you know, pay me because I can teach you this one thing that will always work is not somebody that you want to work with because it's <laughs> all marketing is testing. And if you don't test, right. you don't know what's going to work for you. And there are new things that are happening all the time. And you don't need to jump on the bandwagon for all every new thing. There's some very strong tried and true things that work. The one thing that hasn't changed, the one thing that will always work, and that is having relationships. Mm. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, what, what do you think people should be doing? Is it, is it building these relationships? How do they do that? It is building relationships, but it's building relationships after you bring people in. Okay. There is no you know, build it and they will come anymore. Unless you have enough money to set yourself up to be another Tony Robbins or something like that, go for it. Mm -hmm. However, if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of money, just simply posting on social media is not gonna bring you clients. I hate to break it to you because everybody says post, everybody says do lives, everybody says start a group and they will come. No, people join groups all the time and they ne never ever go back to them. Uh, people say sending DMs is slimy. Well, no, it doesn't have to be. Sending a message to someone after you've looked at their profile and figured out, hey, this is somebody that I genuinely, genuinely would like yeah. to know more about yeah. and sending them a message along those lines. And please do not say you look pretty today or you have a nice smile. However, if you genuinely find something on their profile that resonates with you, send them a quick message saying, hey, I saw this. I would love to have a chat, not a sales call. I'm not selling anything. I just want to know more about you mm -hmm. and build a relationship from there. And that doesn't come from just posting. This is right. the other issue. If you post something these days, it used to be you could post something and you probably get 30, 40, 50 you know, comments, likes, whatever on it. Now you're lucky if you get one or two. So that becomes very discouraging. And in order to get anywhere with posting, you have to post and then you have to go back, make the round robin again and 
click on all of the answers and answer everything and click on all the likes and go after that person. And I mean, yes, if you have four or five hours a day that you're not doing anything else and you want to go play on social media, go for it. Otherwise, in order to make sense out of all of this, we are great believers in hiring team. Mm. Don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, these days, there are so many people out there in the job market here and overseas. And no, hiring someone overseas is not scary if you do it right. Mm -hmm. And what can happen then is you develop another partner that can help you with your marketing. Because you're not hiring a robot. If you hire someone overseas, you're not hiring someone that should not be treated like a partner in listening to their ideas and their wealth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. In fact, you'll go a lot further if you do. Relationships again. So what kind of results do your clients get, for example, when they go through a process like this? Well, What we do with our clients first is testing and everybody's always impatient and everybody always wants everything to work within the first three weeks and it never does. I'm just saying that right up front because we have to figure out where are they coming in? Do they have everything dialed in? Do they have a lead magnet? Do they actually know who they want to go after? And I don't mean your typical avatar experiment. I don't really care if someone is, you know, a blonde, blue eyed person or a, a ginger or, a, you know, pink hair. Right. I don't care if they have two kids. I really honestly don't. What I care about is where do they hang out on social media? Mm-hmm. Where can you find them and have a conversation with them? Yes, I know all of that avatar targeting helps you to find people. But people get so deep into that that they never go out and look for someone to have a conversation. I was just going to say, that's the problem. You can spend all, you can spend weeks doing your, you know, research and yeah. avatar <laughs> and like, but are you talking to people? And and the thing is, is too, it's all so hypothetical, right? It like, is. it's so like, I think someone might be kind of like this and then they'll think like this. And then you put your message out there and huh, it doesn't actually click because it's made up of your thoughts in your head. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and so social media is a wonderful place for having conversations. It truly, truly is. Uh, again, I am a great believer in the beginning that everybody should have one-to-one conversations before they think about the idea of a group program or a course. This is the other thing. People are out there writing beautiful courses. It takes them 18 months to write a course. And when they're all done with it, they've never shown it to anyone else. It's just like writing a novel. And they put it out there and realize that nobody wants this. Right. So you're much better off with the piano teacher theory. Piano teacher theory is that you must stay one to two lessons ahead of the people that you're helping. So if you're writing a course, write the first couple modules, go online and say, Hey, I'm doing a beta test. I would love feedback on this. Anybody want to help me out? Believe me, they will. And they will give you incredibly, incredibly valuable information as to whether or not you should keep going in the direction you're going or if you should, you know, scrap and start over before mm-hmm. you've wasted a year and a half of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think a lot of a lot of people have been there where it's like, again, just this echo chamber of, you know, you're recording or yeah. and even if people do want it, it's like partly depends on what field you're in 
whether or not it's even going to be applicable by the time it's out. I mean, marketing yeah. would not probably be applicable. And also there, you know, there is, you have to have such a wealth of knowledge to, yes. to turn it into a course, right? Versus yeah, you really do. an interactive experience where you're working with someone as a consultant or a coach. In all honesty, in today's marketing, one of the things that we found to be very, very true is that people are really valuing access over mm -hmm. information. And I am a great believer in start with one to one, mm -hmm. move from one to one into a hybrid, which is you have groups because groups can be incredibly powerful with, you know, the interaction within the group yeah. and with you facilitating. Mm -hmm. And then if, and only if it makes sense in your field, have just a course that people can sign up for to learn from. But the number of people that I've talked to that have bought very expensive courses that are sitting on their hard drive that it, they've never even gotten through, they've never even consumed all of the content. It, that's what happens. That's why you need to have the hybrid group program so that people have the ability to have some time with you to ask those questions they don't want to ask in a group because they're shy or they right. feel like they should know this. Nobody should know anything. That's what you're there for. But, you know, one of the best ways to do that and that coaches don't do enough of is literally just set up a couple times a week where you have 15 or 20 minute appointments on your calendar for like two hours that people can, they're basically office hours, the old right. office hours where people can just bounce in and then they can ask that question in private and they have that access to you. And it doesn't really, it, it takes less time out of your week than it would to deal with all of this if you don't set it up on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, and so often I think, you know, meeting people where they are and some people are happy to go into group environments and share all sorts of things and other people are feeling a bit of shame about where they're at that week or something like that. And it's like, if you don't give them that opportunity to have that interaction, I think, unfortunately, then you can lose people out altogether, right? And you'll never know why. And you'll think it's your program. And in some ways it kind of is, but it's, it could have easily been solved by a little fix like that. Again, access. If people know that they have the, the ability to have access to get the support that they need and they feel safe in it, then you're, you're really making a difference in people's lives. The big deal here is, is that depending on where you want to be at, I've met people that want to be at, you know, 150, $200,000 a year. They're fine. They don't want to win that. They don't want to take anything else on. But so many people say to me, I want to be a seven figure business. Okay. If you want to be a seven figure business growing there with nothing but a one-to-one -one program is a real problem. Yeah. It's not going to scale. Just doesn't scale. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what are some kind of examples or do you have any, you know, any clients that you'd like to spotlight as far as like what can come out of these, these journeys and, and where do they get to when they actually have that partner or that team? You know, the, the biggest thing that we found over and over and over again is people come in with an idea of this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not fleshed out. It's not something that will allow them to really make a difference for mm. their client. Mm. It's something that is um, a great idea that they had, but isn't going to actually work kind of idea. Uh, <laughs> but even people that come in that are all dialed in, these are the people I work with. This is what I do. 
there's usually a couple of stumbling blocks that we can help them to overcome. The first one is just dialing in exactly who is it you want to work with? How do you want to work with them? What is your pricing? 99% of the time, if someone is undercharging, it's a woman. And they have been told that they shouldn't charge so much because after all, how could they be worth that? And so they put their program out there at a price they believe that it should be at and nobody buys because they don't have their marketing dialed in at all. So what they do is they keep lowering their price and they keep lowering their price because they think if it's, it's too expensive and that's why people aren't buying. That's, that is literally never the reason that people aren't <laughs> buying. The reason people aren't buying is because the benefits are not shown. People don't know what the transformation is going to be. There's confusion. Um, and this goes to my second point. The person that's putting it out there is not confident enough. And it to step into the authority that they really have. Mm -hmm. So then the other end of it is this. And that is the client that cannot close a sale. Mm. And I mean, I have one client where we got to the point where she said, look, I get on calls with these people. By the time that I'm halfway through talking to them, I feel like they're my best friend. I can't ask them for money. This is not a good business policy to not ask people to actually <laughs> buy your program. <laughs> you mean people won't make money by not asking for money? It's this weird. <laughs> it's just one of these weird things. Anyway, and that comes down to confidence and, and authority again. And so we have a couple of different ways that we deal with this. One of the things that we're doing right now is really we're setting up a system where people never have to do a discovery or a strategy call again, because we're doing a, a very strong workshop value laden process that involves pre-quals, it involves feedback calls, it involves just it's a whole system that's set up that is really amazingly cool because we have coaches that could never sell that can do this and can actually bring clients in because right. they never have to actually do a strategy call or a discovery call with this whole system in place. Mm -hmm. The other end of it is because my partner, Abigail, and I both came out of the high ticket sales world we have a fractional sales agency that people can tap into. And this is something that I haven't seen anybody else do. There's all kinds of people out there that will hire and train and place a salesperson with you and they'll charge you $15,000 for that. Most of the people that we work with don't have enough calls coming in to warn a full-time salesperson. Right. That salesperson is going to leave them and they're going to waste the money. Right. Um, plus the price point. What we do is we do a fractional agency. So in other words, our closers can close if you have two calls a week on your calendar because they're working with more than one client at a time. Right. They're, you know, they're under us. We train them. We keep them motivated. You know, we go through, uh, you know, weekly meetings with them in order to make certain they know what they're doing and all of this. Also, then if somebody leaves, goes on vacation, quits, decides to do something else, we always have a staff that people have, so they never end up with it dumped back in their lap. Right. So, you know, that's something that we offer. That's not just something that people can do. And this is partly why we set up this other, you know, actually, like I said, value-driven workshop idea to bring people in, make certain they're the right people, do 
what coaches do best, which is to help people right. on these workshops. And then afterwards have a call that is not a sales call. And yet people come on asking to be enrolled. Which is, you know, anyone who's been on those types of sales calls, especially if they've struggled, I come from a sales background. So I, I, I come from a, from your type of perspective, but I know from my clients and the people, it can be so hard and it becomes so demoralizing, right? So to have people coming onto calls, actually asking you how they can work with you versus you having to right. like get up your, Oh, okay. I'm going to ask them. Here's the money. And I, you know, so that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it works really, really well. And we're seeing spectacular results with it. It's again, this is something new because marketing isn't static. And so we've moved into this model for the simple reason that we found that the discovery call is something that people don't want to do. And people don't want to be on the other end of it either. They don't want to go through the whole rigmarole of watching someone read a script. I, I was on a call once with somebody I wanted information from, and literally he was looking over here the whole time. You, I watched him read exactly what it was that he was trying to say. And I'm like, you know, this doesn't actually apply. Can <laughs> we stop this and actually talk? Please just talk to me. <laughs> I know. I, I've been on so I've definitely been on those. And also the ones where even like when you push through and try to do that, they stay on script. Like they're like, yep. you know, yep. okay, yeah, I'll talk with you, but then they're just like going right. And you're like, okay, can we just be real? I just want to pay you money. Can you please just let me pay you money? <laughs> I'm no, already no. sold. I've got it. <laughs> just answer two questions for me and we're good. Yeah, exactly. it's so no, it's, it, you know, it's so funny because people are just, and, and unfortunately, because I've run into this before too, there are people out there that are training with the idea that, you know, it is not your job as a salesperson to decide if this is the right program for this person or if they will even succeed. Mm. Your job is simply to, to close them in any way, shape or form that you can. And then what you end up with is a coach that crashes and burns because they have people that are going, well, this program isn't right for me. This person made it sound like it was something completely different. Yes. That's not a good, that's not a good way to sell. No, no. I mean, there's so, there's so many ways that that stuff can go wrong. And, and that's why like you said, bringing in teams and it's, it's not like not everyone needs someone to partner with them on sales, for example. Right. But we all have places where we have something we either don't like to do or aren't very good at. Um, and it's so important to bring in someone to buttress that and to really support that because you'll get so much farther, so much faster. Yeah. I was listening to a, an authority on the whole idea of, you know, going to a seven figure business and I don't know about this number being the only number, but the idea was if you don't have at least 12 people working for you, you'll never be a seven figure business. And like I said, I don't know if 12 is the magic number per se. However, if you are doing it all by yourself and you have nobody to bounce anything off of, getting to be a seven figure business, you might make it, but will you keep it? Will you last? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I think no matter what we're talking about, it's so it, it's so critical to have those outside perspectives. And I don't just mean business partners even, yeah. right? Because they get down in the mud with you. <laughs> <They do. laughs> and you're all like, <laughs> you're all good. Yeah, this is great. This will tell, you know, you need those outside perspectives. And I think it's so important, especially when things start to go a little off track, 
And if you can catch it then when things are just a little off track and get some outside perspective, it can be, you don't ever have to go super off the rails, but so often, of course, people wait until they're in a really yeah. dire circumstance. Definitely, definitely. And then the mindset. I mean, I think when people work with us, the one thing that we really do offer more than anything else is the the support. That's what too many people need. Again, back to the idea of if you're just a solo entrepreneur and you've got nobody to bounce anything off of, to be able to sit down with someone and say, what about this? What about this? What about this? I just had a conversation this morning with one of our clients. We had tried a, a value-driven workshop that just bombed. I mean, it, it happens. It just bombed. It happens. Yeah. And I, I said to her, you know, it was my idea of what she was going to teach on. And I said, you know what? I think it was the wrong idea. And here's the reasons why I think it was the wrong idea. And she said, yeah, I wondered about that, but I wanted to try it. And I was like, yeah, you know, it, all marketing is mm -hmm. testing. So now we, we've reset yep. back to another idea that she has tried before that didn't necessarily go gangbusters, but worked. So we're just going to build on that. And it, comes from those collaborative calls yes and yes. you have to be willing to admit hey i tried this and it didn't work that doesn't yes. mean your life is over <laughs> <laughs> well and again we we were talking earlier uh, before um before this uh interview about how it's so important to have that kind of network around you and that support system around you especially as women uh, in business because that is the way that we can really grow um, and that is the way that we can, you know, really actually you try things and then you have someone else who can tell you, yes, you fell down, but here, I'm right here. Let's get back up. And, you know, I fell down before you're going to fall. We're all going to fall, you know, as opposed to this, you know, competitiveness and, yep. you know, and just, just, just doing the, the, just showing the positive stuff versus, you know what, we're all going through it. Yeah. So and I, everybody does. <laughs> everybody does. So um, tell us a little bit about these uh, new challenges you're taking on with kind of, um, doing this new direction in your business. And what is that looking like? It's looking really amazing. Uh, honestly, it is. And it's the idea, like I said, of I'm, the mantra of give before asking. Hmm. And so basically the idea here is that we set up a four to six hour workshop, two days over two days. A lot of times we'll bring an extra guest in on a topic that, you know, is makes sense with the coach. So there's mm -hmm. added value on top of if someone sees that what the coach is actually offering is something they're maybe somewhat interested in, but then maybe this special guest is really like, oh, wow, that's something, you know, that I really mm -hmm. want to. And so the way that we do it is we use our system is to use direct messages. We have a some really, really amazing tech that we use to organize everything and make it go faster. It's not yeah. automated though. Because you can't send direct messages unless there's a person behind it reading the message before. <laughs> I mean, Chad GPT is great, but it can't read the message before. Right. So we go through and we do direct reach outs and we invite people to come and we invite them because we think they're the right people. And we tell them that we looked at your profile. We think that this is something that you may resonate with. We'd love to offer you a guest pass to this one. They have to go through in order to get the Zoom link to come into the workshop. They have to do a 15-minute pre-qualification call, 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Very simple questions just to make certain of a couple of things. Number one, you don't want idiots in the room that you have to kick out. Yeah. 
you want people that are there because they genuinely want to learn whatever this topic is. They genuinely want to participate. And then mm -hmm. we can also get a verbal answer to, is there anything that's going to prevent you from showing up? Mm. And will you commit to having your camera on and participating? Because this is the only way it works well. Right. Then we have the workshop. And I mean, we're not talking hundreds of people here because what we want is an atmosphere where people can get their questions answered. So we're talking 15, 20 people. As people get more experience, they can add, but no okay. more than double that in any given time. Mm -hmm. And then during all of this, we have a very specific gamification way of pointing out to people where their weak spots are hmm. and asking permission to lay out our program, even though there is nothing for sale and they cannot buy anything on this two-day thing, mm -hmm. we are able to lay out exactly how they're going to work with that coach, including the price. Wow. On the pre-qualification call, they set up a feedback call, which happens after the workshop. Okay. If you've gone through all of this, you showcased and solved problems for these people. They've walked away with plans, worksheets, whatever it is that makes sense for that coach to teach them on mm -hmm. a high level. And it's only, you know, four hours, five hours. They can't teach everything. They can solve some right. high level ideas here. Mm -hmm. By the time that people get to the end of that and hear how everything is laid out, they're either in or they're out. Yeah. Really very simple. Yep. The ones that keep the feedback call and come on either have a question or their credit card in hand. So it's a whole process. And like right. I said, we have very specific landing pages. We have very specific step-by-step -step how to put on these workshops. Like every five minutes, you do this kind of idea. Yeah. And it requires um, at least a month of setup time to get rolling. And then after that, you can do them monthly. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at the idea that you have a much higher close rate than you do just on cold calls, if you're looking at the idea that an event like that, you're typically, even for someone that is just starting out and you know doesn't even know exactly what's going on, that you're going to be closing somewhere between 10 and 30% of the room. And you have 20 people on that call you're going to be closing somewhere between two and four people every single month without doing any strategy calls, any discovery calls, any paid ads whatsoever. And you're going to have the people that you're talking to that are the qualified people. So it, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, so to pivot a little bit, um, I want to ask you the question we ask all of our guests about um, wealth and your vision of wealth. And so, of course, here on The Wealthy Woman, we believe that wealth is never just about money, right? It has right. to be about all those other things in life that make life worth having and doing. Um, so we love to ask our guests, what is it about your life or business that makes you feel wealthiest? I've always been wealthy and I've always been wealthy because I've never worked for anybody else. So my time has always been my own. When I had children, I was there for them. We moved out of the district at one point. I was able to drive them to school, pick them up after school. The car rides is when I learned everything I needed to learn about my kids. That's mm -hmm. when they talked to me was when we were in the car. I would never have missed that time for anything in the whole world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was able, as my mom aged, to have her live with us for a year and be able to care for her. Uh, I be- was able to have the relationship with my husband. This fall, we'll have been married 38 years. Wow. Um, I mean, we met when we were 22 years old. And we've just grown together. And I believe that's because I know everybody says, you know, quality time. I'm a great believer in quantity time. Mm. And especially with kids, because if you have quality time, you're looking at your kid and you're going, okay, tell me that now. This is our quality time. (laughs) Your kid isn't always ready to tell you. And to me, having the ability to live my life that way has always made me wealthy. There's absolutely no question. And now I've got grandkids. And so now when I get these, like last week, an emergency call saying, you know, mom is supposed to be here. Dad is still at work and three-year-old has 102 fever Mm -hmm. and they were going to actually drop off. And, you know, that, and it's like, we don't want to take him out. I'm going to get my car right now. Right now. Go. That's wealth. I, I totally agree. And what I love too about it is the way you say I've always been wealthy because this is something I talk a lot with my audience about is about claiming it, right? Like you do not have to wait. There does not have to be anything that changes. It is yep. a state of being. Yep. Um, and then from there, everything else will become so much clearer. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. So, okay. <laughs> For the fun version, uh, tell us a little bit about something unconventional or outside the box or just kind of silly um, that makes you feel wealthy. Um, uh, this is kind of silly. The, the ability at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, I live in Minnesota. Okay. So it's <laughs> snowy a good portion of the year, but when it's not, we try yeah. so hard because of having the cold to take advantage of the good days and the ability at two o'clock in the afternoon, if it's just gorgeous out to say to my husband, who's retired now, Hey, let's go for a bike ride. Let's take yeah. the kayaks out. Yeah, I'm going to just blow off the afternoon. Yeah, I should do blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's great. Let's go do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to, I have to justify to the people I'm blowing off, but <laughs> But you can't. And, and the, I was just talking yesterday with someone about so much of the, these little things oftentimes are in nature, right? It's about yeah. getting outside, getting yep. outside of, of the, the ceiling that's over us. And there's something about being under the sky in the air, fresh air, even yep. if it's just a five minute walk, but yes, it's even yep. better when it's a long bike ride that you're just like, you know what, this is what I want to do with my afternoon. Well, we're really silly. We have um, a library that's about two blocks away from us, but the next town over that's about six and a half miles away, there is a, a converted railroad bed that they converted into a trail. So it's really okay. flat, right? Yeah. So six and a half miles, everybody says 13 miles, that's a long ride. And I'm like, well, it's completely flat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like two small hills. Anyway, <laughs> so we have packs on the back of our bikes. We're nerds. So we will ride. That's what we'll do. I'll say, mm-hmm. hey, let's go to the library. So we'll ride for the sake of going to the library, but we're really just riding. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a reason to take the yeah. bikes on riding. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, Tammy, it has been so wonderful learning from you today, talking with you. I know the audience, I'm sure, just completely loved it. Tell us a little bit more about if they want support from you or they want to find out about how to just touch base with you. How would they go about doing that? 
Sure, we have kind of rotating freebies on our website, which is savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, salesstrategy.com. So savvy salesstrategy.com. Or if you just want to chat, you can book with me. My uh, calendar is schedulewithtammy.com. Wow, that's easy. Yeah. Well, thank you again. We so appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's fun. Yes, very fun. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe. And here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.